Good morning, everyone. It's time for another edition of Transformation Radio. I've been running through rain that I thought would never end. Trying to make it on faith in a struggle against the wind. I've seen the dark in the broken places oh, But I know in my soul no matter how bad it gets I'll be alright There's hope in front of me There's a light I still see it There's a hand still holding me The storm you finally find Where the hurt and the tears And the pain don't fall behind
such a lousy only anchor for my soul. So please don't ever let me go. If you do, I would be lost forever, Lord. Swept away by the waves of the storm. Oh, Lord, the wind and the waves. If you're with us, we will not be afraid. No storm can ever separate us from Jesus, your mighty to save. All of those who call on your It's time for our reading in the New Testament. And the scripture we'll be reading today is from Mark chapter 9, verses 1 through 29. Here's a brief commentary on what we'll be reading about in scripture today to help us uh, give a little understanding to the narrative. We begin, of course, with verse 1 in chapter 9. What did Jesus mean when he said that uh, some of the disciples would see the kingdom of God arrive in power? Well, there are several possibilities. He could have been foretelling His transfiguration, resurrection and ascension, the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, or His second coming. The transfiguration is a strong possibility because Mark immediately tells that story. We don't know why Jesus singled out Peter, James, and John for the special revelation of His glory and purity when they went up there to the mountain. 
Perhaps uh, they were the ones most ready to understand and accept this great truth. Could have been because these three disciples were uh, the inner circle of the group of twelve. They were among the first to hear Jesus' call. They headed the gospel list of disciples, and they were present at certain healings where others were excluded. Jesus took the disciples to either Mount Hermon or Mount Tabor. A mountain was often associated with closeness to God and readiness to receive His words. Now, Jesus was not a reincarnation of Elijah or Moses. He was not merely one of the prophets. As God's only Son, He far surpasses them in authority and power. Many voices try to tell us how to live and how to know God personally. Some of these are helpful, many are not. We must first listen to the Bible and then evaluate all other authorities in the light of God's revelation. Now, Jesus told Peter, James, and John not to speak about what they had seen because they would not fully understand it until Jesus had risen from the dead. Then they would realize that only through dying could Jesus show His power over death and His authority to be King of all. As the three disciples came down from the mountain with Jesus, they passed from a reassuring experience of God's presence to a frightening experience of evil. The beauty they had just seen must have made the ugliness seem even uglier. And we'll read all about it here in Scripture today. As our spiritual vision improves and allows us to see and understand God better, we'll also be able to see and understand evil better. Jesus' words do not mean that uh, we can automatically obtain anything we want if we just think positively. Jesus meant that anything is possible if we believe because nothing is too difficult for God. We cannot have everything we pray for as if by magic, you know, rubbing a magic lantern. But we do it with faith. According to God's will, we can have everything we need to serve Him. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. February 27th, the New Testament, Mark chapter 9, verses 1 through 29. Jesus went on to say, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. As they went back down the mountain, he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves. But they often asked each other, what he meant by rising from the dead. Then they asked him, Why do the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus responded, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. Yet why do the Scriptures say that the Son of Man must suffer greatly 
and be treated with utter contempt? But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they chose to abuse him, just as the Scriptures predicted. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about? Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I ask your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, You faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, Since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire, into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible, if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, Why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, This kind can be cast out only by prayer. Psalm 43, verses 1 through 5. The holy mountain that is mentioned here in Scripture today is Mount Zion, in Jerusalem, the city that David named as Israel's capital. The temple was built there as the place for the people to meet God in worship and prayer. The psalm writer asked God to send his light and truth to guide him to the holy mountain, the temple, where he would meet God. God's truth provides the right path to follow, and God's light provides the clear vision to follow it. If you feel surrounded by darkness and uncertainty, well, follow God's light and truth. He will guide you. Psalm 43, verses 1 through 5. Declare me innocent, O God. Defend me against these ungodly people. Rescue me from these unjust liars. For you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. There I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp, O God, my God. 
Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 18. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Just in the 
concludes today's broadcast. I pray that everyone who tuned in today was blessed by what they heard, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.